And the one fun fact that you need to know about all of us is that we absolutely, 100%, with no reservation, hate the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, we are, we are, Phoenix, we are Phoenix Suns fan. Oh, man, there you go. Somebody just called me out and asked me how many rings the Suns have had. <sighs> All right, fine. We like the Lakers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's true. Just hanging around here, we walked the streets today, kind of learned a little bit of what, where you guys were, uh, where you guys hang during the day. It was so cool to see. It's just cool to see your guys' environment. And, and uh, um, uh, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we would pridefully say we learned about you guys other than the times that we spent with somebody like Giovanni or Billy or um, yeah, just all you guys that we've talked to and had relationship with. Um, but tonight... I, I will say that I learned something else last night when I watched some of your mouths move as I preached last night. And, and the reason why your mouths were moving, especially when I was saying God's word, is because you guys know God's word. I've seen some of you guys being able to quote, heard it, living it, doing it. Man, I had one brother come up to me today and say, bro, I just want to pray for you. It was one of the coolest moments that I've had in the last couple of years that you guys came and gave to me, and we were so, like I said, appreciative to be here. But the thing that I will say tonight is that I pondered that all day. I was like, wow, I think these guys have heard it all. So what could possibly me, a young 31, inexperienced, what could I share with you tonight? And last night I said in Romans 10, about the word that says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Everybody remember that from last night. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. But something that I looked up today came out of Luke. Luke eleven twenty eight, and it said blessed, which could be translated happy, which could be translated fulfilled. Blessed is the man that hears the word of God and keeps it. And keeps it. So, once again, pretty much the similar intro to last night. I'm not going to blow you away tonight with something that you might have not heard. But I want you to know, Grant, raise your hand over there. Dude, Grant and I have had maybe four or five conversations over the last two days. And truly, him and I, man, I, I, I could honestly say that we've formed kind of a, a friendship, haven't we, man? And he said, hey, I'll be looking for you in January. And I don't say that to say, oh, wow, look at me, or that's how cool, that's how fast, you know, or, or, or anything about him, other than the fact that tonight, as I speak tonight, I want you guys to know that this sermon is for me as much as it is for you too. Blessed is the man that hears it and keeps it. Everyone say the word value. I want you guys to value the Word of God. I, I don't know you all that well, so I don't know what particularly that you would value. I went up to the bunks where you guys sleep, and I looked over there, and I saw how nice and cool it was at nighttime, right? How the, the, the beds were soft, some of the blankets were already set, and I go, I bet you these are really valuable to these guys after spending a long day on the streets. Value something that we value, the, the, the hot meal that we're going to have tonight, the friend that we've got sitting next to us. There's things in life that we would value, but 
I want you guys to look at this because every single day you're in one of these services. And the truth is, is you can let these words just go right over your head or you could value them. You could cherish them. Psalm 119 last night, remember, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I won't sin against you. It just wasn't written there just for like, hey, this is a good thought. Hey, hey, guys, let's read this. This is really encouraging. No, it's a truth. If I value your word, Lord, and hide it in my heart, I might not sin against you. So what I'm going to do tonight is I would say that I'll be so brave that without you knowing me, without you knowing if I'm the same guy from the time I sit here on the stage strutting my stuff, to the time that I'm with my wife, by the way, it's my goal to be the same, genuine and real. By the, have you ever met anybody two-faced? It ain't no good. Lord says to spit you out of his mouth. Be real, guys. Be real with where you are and who you are. So what I'm asking you tonight is to be so brave to take these words and say, I am going to value, value them. And I'm going to tangibly put them into my life and apply them. I'm going to put them into action. I'm going to hold fast to it. I'm going to cherish it. Because tomorrow or tonight, I promise you this. You will walk out of here and you will get a bad report. You walk out of here and you'll get your butt kicked. You'll walk out of here and the enemy will try to steal your joy. Meaning, like, when you just heard that joke by my dad, like, for a moment, all of a sudden, things went away, right? And there was just joy for a second. Wow, that's a really cheesy joke. By the way, that was a good one. Anyway, the enemy wants to steal your joy. But I want you to value these words that might combat that. Things can get in the way. And guys, if you're almost ready for the skit, why don't you plan to set up? Things easily can get in between you and your walk with the Lord. Things that you don't want to happen. Things that you do that make them happen. I guess what I'm trying to say tonight is because of all those outside circumstances, those arrows that are flying, the enemy attacking, the key is this. Blessed is the man that hears it and keeps it. As simple as that. That's it. We could almost go right now. Man, if the food was ready, we would go right now. But you got to wait another 25 minutes. Sorry. Blessed is the man that hears the word and keeps it. Go ahead. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew. Matthew chapter 13. And um, I will say this. It stinks when things get in between us and our God. It happens. But I could ask you tonight, what type of soil do you have inside of you? What type of soil do you have? Soil, if soil was equated to a heart, what type of heart do you have? Soil. Jesus tells a story about this in chapter 13 of Matthew. I'm just going to read it. It says this on verse 1. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him. So that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. 
Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, parables is simply this. Parable is a spiritual truth that's laid down next to a natural truth. I always loved how Jesus spoke to people. He spoke so that they could understand. He spoke simply so that it would impact their hearts. So he spoke a parable. He told a story to them. He said this, Behold a sower, a farmer, all right, went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on the stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now if you skip down to verse 18, Jesus describes this. He says this, Therefore, hear the parable or the, so- the story of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is just a word picture for what we are and what the word of God can do. The seed is the word of God. The seed is what we talked about last night. It's the good news. It's the gospel. But what type of soil do you have going on? says, some fell by the wayside. And basically what that was is just people that didn't understand. But what tripped me out about this, guys, because I've been reading the Bible a long time, about a year and a half ago, I read this part right here. It says this. This is he who received seed by the wayside, but he who received the seed on stony, ground, on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it. But it says the enemy snatches away what was sown in his heart. I couldn't believe this when I read this. You're telling me that a godly word can be spoken to me and the enemy can steal it? It's true. Maybe it's happened to you. I always say this to the church back home. I say, if you believe in a God, then you have to believe in a devil. And here's the one thing that I've realized over my lifetime, and you've probably realized yourself. It's not one of those things where you say, oh, you know what? If the enemy's over there, and I just don't worry about him, and and I don't bother with him, he won't bother with me. Don't believe that lie. It says this in 1 Peter. It talks about this, that the enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and what? He's not coming to befriend you, and you know that. But what I I want to encourage you guys to hear tonight is, as I said, to value the word. But you can't value something if your heart is in stony places. The enemy wants to come and steal it. He's not going to leave you alone. Not only that, he knows your weak spots. I used to have a guy when I was in junior high, his name was Stephen Briggs. And I'll never forget the first day of eighth grade. We had this very, very small school, and there was this um, kind of a a path of lockers. And I don't know why he picked on me, why he chose me, but I remember being walking down on eighth grade and him grabbing me. 
And he grabbed me and he threw me up against the lockers and he grabbed me right here. One right here and one right here. And he picked me up and he said this, Heggy, whistle, right? And he's picking me up by this, right? And I'm going, right, right? You know what I'm saying? So here's what I said. Hey, listen, tomorrow I'm walking the other side of the lockers. But guess what? Stephen saw me again and again and again and again and again. The point of it is this. The enemy's out to get you. Take the word and hide it in your heart. Right? The next part says this. But he who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Is anybody ever come in here and after you hear something, you go, I like that. That was pretty good. Let me see your hands. Right? But it says this. But yet he has no root in himself, but only endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution comes, mm, he stumbles. So let me just say this, because I thought about it. Roots take time, don't they? Roots take time. The enemy, I always say, sows seed just as much as God will put in our heart. And sometimes the weed grows faster than the seed. One of my friends told me that. But that stony place comes, why? Because you've been trampled on. That's how how soil gets hard. It gets burnt, right? It gets trampled on. And as I thought about you guys today, and, and, and please give me the liberty to say this. I don't mean this to offend anyone. I know that a lot of you guys have some hardened hearts in here. I don't blame you. But what I'm asking you to do today is, again, as you hold and hide the word in your heart, is to venture out. And listen, if I can have you guys look at me for a second. I'm going to challenge you guys tonight to forgive those that have caused that heart to be stony. To forgive those that have burnt you over and over again. To forgive those that have caused it so that when the seed comes and you hear it, you go, that's a bunch of BS, and that guy hasn't experienced what I've gone through, and you're still living that way. And look, I know it's really audacious for me to come up here and say this because I haven't gone through what you've gone through, but I'm telling you as somebody who doesn't know you but cares about you, I know that sounds weird. How could that be? I want your heart's to be softened so that the seed that gets put in you every single night will grow and produce fruit. And the only way soil can get not hard is by tilling it up, by coming in there and saying, hey, listen, whatever's happened in the past, I'm going to break that fallow ground. That means that you've got to forgive. And listen, memories can be something that are happy or they can be something that are hurtful. Everyone has a story. I have a story. Yeah. Back when I was, I think, six or seven, 
Some of these guys have heard this. I was in Park City, Utah. I had my friend named Damien. And his brother was older junior hire named Seth. And one day Damien and I were just hanging out doing our thing. We were playing. And there was this, uh, this ski resort. Park City, Utah is a ski resort area. And Damien and I were just kind of actually were skateboarding, doing our thing. We kind of went into this resort area. And his brother was down with his friends down in a basement parking lot. And I say as true as can possibly be, as honest as I can be, that I don't have a full vision and memory of what happened. But in that parking lot down there with those guys, something went wrong. I mean that from my heart. I I really don't know. But I'll tell you, something happened to me and something was taken from me that I didn't do anything. And for years, I hated that, those guys. For years, man, for years. And I went through all my teenage years holding that secret. Holding that. And I'll never forget, when I was 21 years old, I was driving down with a pastor friend of mine to Tucson, Arizona. And something, the Lord led my pastor friend to ask me, what's going on? And I just kind of gave him some BS answer. Listen to me, guys. That BS answer came out of a hardness of my heart of a lot of years where I pushed it down and pushed it down and pushed it down. But this long ride that we had from Phoenix to Tucson, we started talking amongst ourselves. And I realized that for so long, I was holding these boys, these other guys, in captivity. Holding them. Prisoner. And I was angry. Listen, guys. Dad and mom, raise your hand, okay? That's great family members that I have. They raised me. They trained me. They didn't know anything about this. I don't blame anybody, but I'm telling you this. I had a great upbringing, but I still had something stolen that affected me so much that my heart couldn't receive the seed that was implanted in me until I forgave Now, you've heard this before, I guarantee you, because there's no way that people have come in here and not spoke about this because it's true. But I'm going to tell you tonight that I don't want you to carry around the bags that you weren't intended to carry. That you you have a God, truly, that loves you so much, that has much bigger arms than what you've got. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We teach a principle at church, we say this, how you leave one place is how you enter another. How you leave is how you enter. Meaning this, if you're still back here where the incident happened and you haven't forgiven, you carry it into the next relationship. How you leave is how you enter. Be careful. You're not intended to carry those bags any longer. Some of you have some IOUs that you're just looking. And when you see something, when you hear something that reminds you of that, you grit your teeth. And you get like this. And you go, nothing's going to change me. But I'm telling you that God's grace has been given and is sufficient enough to do something in you. Well, I got scars, Justin. Yeah, 
You know, I did a little experiment a couple years ago. I took, I, I ran into a tree, not ran in, I walked into like a thorn bush. Then I had a scar right here on my arm. And I was talking to a bunch of college students and I wanted to prove a point. So I had this little, um, kind of just a surface wound that every single morning, and you think they're probably really weird, but every single morning I took a knife and I just dug out that, uh, the scab every single, every single day, right? For about a week, two weeks time. And the reason why I did it is because I wanted to show them when I was going to preach on it, I wanted to show them my scar. Because you know what my scar says? It tells a story. How many of you know that scars tell stories? Yes? And I, what I told them is this, is it's kind of weird. Listen to me, guys. And don't think I'm judging any of you. I want the Lord and the Holy Spirit to speak to you right now. Listen to me, please. The scars right there end up being a source of pride. You, this is who I am. This is part of me. Scars tell stories, but they can be healed if you allow that healing to begin. We're going to do another drama for you here in a few minutes. Guys, if you would, go ahead and get ready for that. But Ephesians 4.32 says this, Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Here's what kind of made me mad about that today. I walked around the streets, down Wall, and then came back up 7th, and then we took a left on uh, San, not San Pedro, but San Julian, is that what it is? And I rolled up that street, and I go, these guys can't be tender-hearted. If you're tender-hearted, you're going to come out losing. I want to encourage you this. Allow the Lord to begin to soften in here and see what type of fruit comes of that. I believe miracles can happen. I want you to watch this next story that these guys are going to do. This is probably one of my all-time favorite um, human videos, is what we call it in the church. We call it a human video. You're going to see the depiction of the creator and his creation. And then you're going to see a depiction of the thorns. I didn't even go over that because we got to go in a few minutes. But I saw the thorns here. When I was reading this, and I'll just read it for you. It says this. It says, Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And it becomes unfruitful. But he who received the word on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Who hears the word and keeps it. That's how I started out today. I want you to cherish because, guys, I leave tomorrow. I won't see you guys again. I told, my, I told my wife, I said, man, I would love to just be here for the next 30 days. Even though you guys would get bored of me, I'd love to be here and I'd love to be with you guys. But I'm gone tomorrow and somebody else is going to be standing here. And you have the opportunity to go, hard soil, I'm done. I've heard it all before. Or you have the opportunity to go, Lord, speak to me today. Man. Please cherish the word of God. You don't have to cherish my words. I'm not that smart. But cherish the word of God. 
It's delivered to you like fresh bread every day. This song is called Everything. I want you to watch it. And for me, actually, before we do, I'm going to ask the Lord to do this. Father, would you just in this next five minutes, or would you just uh, break and remake our heart? And we give you the liberty for that. In Jesus' name, every person. Lord, every person that agrees, would you do something special? In Jesus' name.